just watched Trudeau be found guilty for taking the gift of a trip to the Bahamas private island of the Aga Khan. For him to go ahead and do this is just ridiculously negligent. Uh, he'll be found guilty by the Ethics Commissioner, not only for sitting at the table approving this final contract that has been in the news for the WE Charity, because he, he admitted that it was wrong to be at that table, but he'll be found guilty of taking this gift. It doesn't matter that he's reimbursed it now. He took it. That's a violation of Section 11 of this federal ethics law called the Conflict of Interest Act. That is Duff Kamenecker of Democracy Watch. And um, one of the beauties of a minority government is that the liberals don't have the power to block the many investigations now launched against them. And during SNC, they had that power because they had a majority. And they did, in fact, block much of the story behind the scandal that should have been their end. But, of course, we didn't hear the whole story. But that was then. This is now, and now the opposition are demanding the ethics watchdog to widen its investigation to look into other dealings and trips that Morneau had with we, and also order Trudeau to hand over documents, receipts, financial records, emails, and basically anything else to do with his activities that he, Trudeau, or any member of his family, including the dog, had with we, dating all the way back to 2008. Will they get it? I don't know. Simon Jeffries is a senior VP at Jenny Burns and Associates. Uh, he joins us now. And Simon, uh, you've had a lot of experience uh, in the leader's office at both the provincial and federal level. So you know how this particular world works. So I appreciate having your time. Thanks for having me on, Alex. All right. So, you know, the reason we were able to get accountability when it came to the gas plant scandal was because only because it was a minority government. When you're looking at this situation at the federal level, will we finally and be able to get the answers that Canadians need to need to get? Well, you hit the nail on the head right there. Um, the fact that the opposition parties can band together and use the committee process to compel witnesses and to get do- their hands on documents um, is going to help bring a lot of transparency to this situation. Um, we already see two different committees that are digging into this, and I think it's just they've only reached the tip of the iceberg right now for, for what's to come. One of the things, though, that we did learn, as you well know, during the gas plant scandal was the use of the double um, alt control delete uh, as a way to get rid of as many emails as they possibly could. And it was just kind of miraculous that there was no emails about there were a lot missing that that should have been there. Um, what protections go into place to make sure that that kind of stuff doesn't happen? Like, how do you how do they know that they're going to get disclosure of all the material they're they're asking for? Well, I think that's the that's the job of the committee is to, you know, put forward motions and try to get their hands on as much information as possible. Obviously, the Liberals are going to do what they can to stonewall it. Um, but in the case of the gas plant scandal, as you very well know, um, that ended in a prison sentence for, for one individual. So I would hope that the Liberals aren't, uh, aren't trying to use that old trick again. Well, it, yeah, it's a nifty little trick. But again, they work for the public. That material belongs to the public, and therefore it shouldn't be disappearing. So how do you see this playing out? I mean, we've learned something new every single day. I mean, we've learned that Morneau paid back for a trip that he didn't even realize was free. So, you know, we're catching him in all sorts of lies on the ethical level. I mean, so he's got to answer to the to, to the ethics committee. Where politically, though, do you see this going? Can he survive this? Well, I, the Liberals are probably sitting around in uh, Langevin Block at Ottawa right now trying to develop a strategy to kind of mitigate this. And the only way I see uh, that happening is if somebody gets thrown under the bus. Um, so there's well, only I think Bardish Chagger's been thrown under the bus so far. 
they're trying to go with Bardish Chagger, but I think she might be too small of a fish. And I think at the end of the day, Gilmore knows head's going to have to roll um, if Justin Trudeau wants to escape this um, as with as little wounds as possible. Uh, right, but but it's it, this is such a, the story has gotten to the point where it is something that people are talking about. You know, it is something that people can relate to because, you know, we is a very relatable um, charity. Every kid knows about it in school. They've all been indoctrinated by it, and the parents have had to, you know, go to the concerts or or you know help with charity work. So it's one of those stories that people do, unlike SNC, they do actually understand uh, that a beloved charity is involved. So they they will tend to pay more attention to it. And as you know, the job, uh, you know, of the prime minister and the finance minister, all these jobs, they have people around them. They have issues managers. They've got people in teams and advisors. All of them sit in rooms and figure out and devise plans as to how they're going to talk about this, what the talking points will be, how do they divert, how do they protect? I mean, it's all about insulating the prime minister. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you hit it on the nail or on the head again. Um, this is obviously the third ethics violation for Justin Trudeau personally now. Um, the first two, both the Agacon Island and the SNC Lavalin um, scandal, were pretty difficult for people to wrap their heads around and understand. But this is one that is cut and dry. You know, every voter can look at this and just say, this does not pass the smell test. We have a $1 billion sole source contract signed with an organization which paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to members of the Just, uh, Justin Trudeau's own family. Um, this, is, this is a scandal that is easy to understand. It's um, something that irritates all voters, and it's going to hurt the Liberals' polling numbers in the end. Now, in your experience, both at the provincial and federal level, I mean, your job was to kind of, uh, you know, watch the media, know what was going on, brief the leaders as to what they can expect. Your job was basically to insulate the leader and uh, and make sure that there, that there would be nothing coming at them that they weren't prepared for. In your mind, given your experience, is there absolutely any way that no one in that inner circle, whether it was the chief of staff, Katie Telford, or anybody sitting around that table, would not have seen the red flags and, and started raising issues and saying, you know, this can't fly. This is not going to happen. We have to, you know, what would be going on in those meetings? Well, absolutely. That, that's, uh, that's the crux of the problem. And I think it speaks largely to the arrogance of the, uh, of the Liberal Party um, and the arrogance of Justin Trudeau is the fact that they thought that they could get away with this. Everybody knew about the Justin Trudeau's um, close connections to We Charity. It didn't take a forensic auditor to get to the bottom of it. Every single cabinet minister should have known that sitting around the table. Every single Justin Trudeau advisor in the prime minister's office should have known that as well. And it's quite frankly shameful that nobody stood up and said, maybe we shouldn't do this. But I have a very hard time thinking that no one did. I mean, really, because they have been burned several times before. Bill Morneau has found himself in ethics violations. And that's why it doesn't make any sense to me. Does he not have anybody or none of these people, either Bill Morneau or Mr. Trudeau, do they not have anybody around them to be the voice of reason, to be basically the no person to say no? This will not fly. It's going to happen. We're going to get more headlines out of, uh, you know, this story. If we if we go on the, you know, they went on the pro-apology tour, thinking, I guess, that would, would put out the fires. It, it's hard to think at that level, the two most important people in government don't have people around them that were able to take control of this and see the blazing, raging inferno um, of dog poop that, that this was going to turn into. 
Yeah, I think that's uh, hopefully that's something that the uh, the committee uh, will be able to get to the bottom to uh, the bottom of. I know that the committee is going to speak to uh, Katie Telford uh, sometime in the near future, and hopefully they'll be directing those types of questions towards her. Right, and what's the difference with Trudeau? I mean, one of the things that uh, that came out today, I think it was Michael Cooper who said that they will make it was or Pierre Pauly Everett that they will make uh, the Prime Minister swear an oath. Um, is that just uh, uh, that's is that for optics or is, does that hold any weight? Well, what it is is that uh, it is against um, it would be, if you lied to a parliamentary committee, um, you could be found in contempt um, of parliament and. We already talked briefly about uh, the gas plant scandal, but that happened back in uh, the early 2010s with a Liberal minister who lied to the House of Commons, and uh, he was forced to resign um, shortly before uh, the Speaker was about to find him in contempt of Parliament. Yeah, it's interesting that the Mike Duffy affair, where the prime minister was so outraged about expenses, he felt uh, that the you know was really egregious to the taxpayers, uh, made a purpose of making sure that they were paid back quietly, and that was a three-year, twenty-four-seven news cycle story. And yet, this to me is so much worse, especially given the element of the story that it was not actually the Wee Cherry, but a foundation, a shell company that this money would have gone into. That this is not, uh, ra- you know, raising more more red flags. Yeah, like, and I think, you know, the Liberals are, are you can see their strategy. They're not very transparent. Um, they're trying to make this uh, an issue about whether or not the Prime Minister should have recused himself. Um, yeah. Because, you know, that's processy stuff that they think that they can skate by on. Um, but with the media's digging, um, more and more is coming out and more and more red flags are being raised. And I think the, the stuff about how this was that the money, $1 billion was actually flowing through a real estate holding company and not um, the actual charity organization that the Liberals were telling us that it was going through, um, is something that should uh, raise everybody's eyebrows. Given your experience in politics, does this story go away, or is it just going to continue on? Well, at some point in time, um, you know, the media is going to want to uh, um, change the channel a bit. Um, So it's incumbent on the opposition parties to use their parliamentary tools um, to to continue driving the story and to make sure that it uh, remains interesting for Canadians to to keep track of. Well, the dam has burst. If they're not talking about Trudeau, they certainly will continue talking about we. So either way, it sticks around, and uh, we'll wait and see where it goes. Simon, thank you for your insight. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Alex. It's Simon Jeffrey, Senior VP over at Jenny Burns and Associates. So we'll uh, see what comes forward. And at nine o'clock, I will uh, be speaking with a charity lawyer who was simply shocked by uh, by what he had seen with this foundation. So we'll talk to him about what it means, why a charity would do this. But he's got some interesting thoughts um, about how he sees this thing faring.